Welcome inside the Celtics Life Podcast. I'm Mark Allison. I'm here with Justin Quinn. And for the next several podcasts, and hopefully a few more, we'll be uh, switching things up a little bit for the playoffs. Uh, we're going to cover the big news still, and then we're going to dive right into the playoff picture because we know that's what everyone's thinking about right now. Justin, what's going on, buddy? Same as usual. Not too thrilled about the way things have been going, but uh, such is life. Yes, yes, and we are going to get into that in just a sec. But uh, first, we got a couple quick things to go through. And then this first topic is definitely going to be in your wheelhouse, not mine. For anyone that doesn't know, Justin's got a couple years on me here. But uh, <laughs> for Nate Driggers, class of 97, is that right? Correct. That's about a year or two before I became in fully invested in the Celtics, so uh, a little beyond my scope here. But apparently he has been uh, arrested and accused of stolen guns. Now, you covered this yesterday, didn't you? Yep. Actually, I think it was a couple of days ago. But full disclosure, even though I'm a little older, I did not have any idea who Nate Driggers was until I started working on the story. Um, he played for a total of 15 games. Boston that season that was the uh, the tanking for dunking uh, season oh uh, yes <laughs> so I mean he's a very unmemorable player um, he didn't have much of a career overseas and once once he did I'm you know I'm not gonna try to read into this too much but I'm guessing that if he was involved in this incident then maybe he was you know trying to augment his uh, income his basketball sure wasn't it yeah um, <laughs> Yeah, he he was sat, you know, convicted. So I'm not gonna tell him like he's guilty. There was a bunch of gang members who robbed a train car in a rail yard, and then took him to him to fence them. Whether or not he fenced them, whether or not he even fences things, <laughs> clear. You know, I don't care. I don't think anybody out there, except for the nerdiest of Celtics fans, have any idea who this guy was anyway. But I did happen to notice, and I don't know if you guys caught this at all. There was a a legal website that was talking about sports figures behaving badly with Nate Driggers court case being the featured article with a picture of Al Horford. Oh, I, you know, I, I saw somebody retweet that and uh, I thought that was pretty funny. That's uh, I, how does that even happen? <laughs> lazy journalism. And yeah, you figure exactly. of all kinds of websites out there that the law website would be doing its due diligence, but Hey, whatever. Beyond Driggers, uh, we had our, our, our buddy uh, Evan Turner wishing um, Kelly Olenek a happy birthday the other day, and he, he, shared some compliment. he shared some ridiculous video of Kelly freestyling that, that's probably from last season, I would imagine. He hashtagged it. Well, he said, happy birthday, great friend, great person, great teammate, not, hashtag not a dirty player, and hashtag <laughs> just can't rebound for shit, which I – Co-sign 1,000%. I mean, no argument here. Yeah, so, sorry, Kelly. You can't rebound. Anyways, um, and then, so we had Ray Allen talking about uh, talking about how he's turned down some opportunities in the NBA, including passing on a return to Boston because of uh, limited the limited role offered. Well, what do you got on that, Justin? I am probably of the more unpopular, you know, UConn Homer slash whatever. That's right, that's Ray right, Allen. yeah. I, I, I understand if I'm displeased with the way it played out uh, with him leaving the team. So I'm just going to get that out of the way. But I understand also from a business perspective, he did exactly the same thing, blah, 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 blah. That argument's super old. That said, in my mind, even with my apology for him and his exit, personally, I I don't think 
he would have had a better opportunity in the league than he would have had with Boston, even mostly being on the bench. And we sure as shit could use some shooting coaching. Mm-hmm. And it would be a great way for him to have repaired his legacy. So I'm a little disappointed by that. Did, did he comment on when this was? Uh, like this, last year or is this year? I this was last year, yeah. Okay, because this year, I mean, it was the beginning of the season when he announced he was retiring after he hadn't played for two years, right? So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but... Um, up there with Rip Hamilton's retirement. Yeah, no, and, and I thought for sure, um, I thought, I agree with you though. I, I think that last year there was a, there would have been a place for him. I think this year being two years, what, two and a half years removed from the league, that, that wasn't going to be as good. But I, it, last year, right. But last year after taking a, a, you know, a year off, I think they, uh, you know, they could have found a spot for him. I, I, I would have thought he would have played a bigger role than, you know, we've got Gerald Green playing this year, but. Yeah, I mean, Gerald Green can still hustle though. And- no, but I mean, I mean, I think they could have got him more minutes. I, well, maybe not, though. Maybe not. Maybe you're right. Um, so moving on, we've got the uh, the other games in the playoffs here. Uh, we've got Cleveland. They're two and zero over Indiana, but um, LeBron James has played 42 minutes in both of the first games. Last was it not yesterday? Two days ago. No, uh, game two. What? That I'm sorry. That was two days ago. Was a was a blowout, but. But one thing of note that I noticed here, both of these games, the Cavs uh, faded down the stretch. They had to play in those heavy minutes. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's a little uh, – it, but, I mean, is that bad legs on everybody's part, though, too? That I mean, both games, their worst quarter was the fourth quarter. I mean, is that – you know, and that's why LeBron had to stay in the game. He doesn't necessarily seem like the guy that's getting tired, but you think that's something to do with uh, fatigue on the rest of the squad? Well, they have a lot of guys dealing with either chronic injuries or recent injuries, so they can't really lean on those guys too heavily, wisely. Except this kind of, this, Yeah, this kind of connects to some of the playoff stuff, too. Uh, like J.R. Smith's, he was out for the thumb, which isn't, you know, mm-hmm. like a, an injury problem that tends to come back. He hurt his hamstring, so, I mean, the depth is getting shakier and shakier, and he thinks that he's going to come back for, for game three. That, in my mind, is a very bad idea. Like, you should at least take another game off and get that rest because hamstring injuries are not something that, that like, get better with short periods of rest and usually get worse when they're aggravated. Right, and and you think they should be able to roll over this Indiana team without J.R. Smith, so wouldn't you just want him to be 100% for the next round? Absolutely. I'm, that that doesn't, you know, but, hey, but whatever. As far as the, as well, so while we're talking about injuries, we had uh, Kevin Durant. Sat yesterday versus Portland. Um, Doesn't matter. Golden State won again. I'm. I think they'll sweep Portland, whether Kevin Durant plays or not. Um, I think they could possibly, possibly steal a game if Nurkic comes back. Just yeah, well, I'm certainly, it's it's certainly a possibility. <clears throat> but Javale McGee will get clowned in that matchup. Oh yeah, yeah. Nurkic said he's an animal. If Durant was healthy, I don't think you know Portland wins a game. And with even without healthy, maybe they win a game. I, I don't know. I it's, I don't see this going past five. Yeah, I think they should be sitting KD also. Right. For the yeah, series. and, 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 and just like we said, why would you not give them another week and a half off, you know, or whatever, yeah. whatever it ends up being. Houston OKC, 2-0 Houston, kind of where we, that's where I would have assumed it was. I think maybe OKC steals a game at home, but I think they're outgunned there. Yeah, I thought they were going to take the first game, but the second game, mm-hmm. I mean, apart, a, a like after, after halftime, it was basically over. Right. 
Yeah, I, I think Houston is uh, a couple steps ahead of OKC. I, I don't see that going long, that series. Did you catch the, uh, the Daryl Morey subtweet? No, no. What was that? Well, basically, he just questioned Russ's superstar status, just kind of playing on that narrative. And I thought that was kind of smart because players say they don't read stuff like that, but when the GM says stuff like that, it's going to get around and – Right. I think that might have gotten in his head because he he was incredible. Uh, Westbrook was absolutely incredible in that game, and it didn't matter. Yeah, they got to get that man some help over there. He, he can't do it all, you know. Even as much as he can statistically, he can't really do it all. The Clippers in Utah split one one, even with Gobert. Getting injured in, in that game, they ended up uh, winning that. I mean, if this doesn't work out this year, they they might be looking to move in a different direction. I mean, they they have a pretty talented team. If they can't get out of the first round, that doesn't smell so good for the future in terms, especially with a couple of guys, key guys in Blake and JJ being up for uh, free agency. What do you think about the Spurs Memphis two and zero in the favor of the Spurs? Uh, I think that series is over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, of of all the series, though, but I, I think the clip that Clippers Utah series is an interesting one, and I also think that the Toronto Milwaukee series is going to be a very interesting one. They're knotted up at one. Um, I can't pick up the winner for either at this point because Milwaukee's no. really surging, and then mm-hmm. like the loss of Gobert, they they seem like they've been doing okay without him, but it might be it might be what they need. Right. Yeah. And as far as Toronto and Milwaukee, I know we've talked about this off the podcast, but I think either one of those teams has the ability to beat Cleveland in the next round. I mean, at least it's a possibility for sure. I think it's a possibility. I will when 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 Cleveland drops a game, I will probably think that's a lot more likely. I, for now, I think it's like possible, like one in ten possible. Right. Maybe two in ten possible, but it depends. You know, with these heavy minutes and injuries, I guess I guess a lot could change pretty quick. I, the, the way that Milwaukee team has been playing too, in particular Milwaukee, uh, who I think is I I think has a really good shot to win this series here. They have home court now with the one one, um, you know, knotted up headed to Milwaukee. But um, Giannis Antetokounmpo is just a beast. Uh, he's going to be very difficult for LeBron and company. Yeah, I don't really see how they're going to defend him. I don't really think that they have. It's going to have to be LeBron, right? I mean, it and, has to be because they don't right. have wings that can cover him. That either they're either strong, they're not strong enough, yeah. or they have like you know, like Schumpert. Theoretically, at one time maybe could have, but his knees are not what they were. Yeah, and that's just one more thing to wear down at all these big minutes he's been playing, and I don't know. It could be just enough. We'll see. And then um, Washington, Atlanta has been a. It's two zero Washington. They want. They took care of business at home. Yeah, I like. I like the uh, comment from. I think it was Millsap saying we were playing some good basketball, but they were playing MMA or something to that effect. <laughs> nice, getting physical. That's uh, code for I'm getting older. Yeah. So and now to talk about. What oh, the the we have to the abomination that is the Boston Celtics right now. Um, before we get to the games, um, we had it uh, flying back home to visit his family. He's coming back, I assume, tomorrow. Yep, that's um, right. He's meeting them. Um, well, they're they're going to um, Chicago, so I assume he's meeting the team there. From what I understand, there he wasn't going. They weren't doing the services 
for his sister's passing this the, over these two days. Is that? Did you see anything about that? I did not. Okay, because that I because they asked um, Brad Stevens about it if the team would you know try to go to the services and from what he understood there were no services you know while IT was heading there so I, maybe they're holding that off until. I mean, what's really important for the living is to be with family. Right. Hopefully that has a a, a positive impact. Hopefully that's what he needs to get himself centered. As far as like a service in a situation like that, like a a family member of mine, I don't know if he came up with this saying or not, or if it's just something that's been repeated, but those kinds of things, those those are for the living and the living can can have their reconnection and their grieving Mm -hmm. whenever they need to. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, obviously... IT in, in that situation is far beyond basketball and the importance of this playoff series. But, um, you know, it's obviously that comes first. I haven't but. heard anything about any of the other players going. I am personally – at first I was for it, but then I thought about it more. I read a really good article on how people have kind of turned this into a sports narrative, mm-hmm. which really it shouldn't be one. In- right. You know, I could see Bradley going. But as I was just going to say, I mean, if there's guys that he's really close with on the team, I, you know, I have no problem with anybody. You know, I mean, that's that's obviously takes precedence. But yeah, um, but it doesn't need to be a news story, it right? Exactly. I mean, you don't want to, right? I mean, that's I, I, if it worked and it was a day off, and it, and you know, maybe it would have a positive effect on the team too. Give them all some closure, you know, but. They'll have some closure when he's playing well and feels like himself. Yeah, I, I think that's what's important, too. Bradley, I'm not going to put in the same category as everyone else just because they, they've known each other for half their lives. But Right, right. Yeah, for sure. Well, and now back to the on-court stuff. That's a tough segue there. But uh, our old boy Rondo has been just dismantling us these last two games. Uh, he looks like he jumped in a time machine, and it's 2012 again. I, it, unreal. I mean... The, the, it's, it, the thing that gets me, it's crazy, is, you know, that he's, he was riding the bench for a good portion of this season. Uh, Dwayne Wade got hurt. He jumped back in the starting lineup. And, I mean, Chicago's been on a tear since. I don't understand how they all of a sudden just got on the same page. This doesn't look like the same team we've seen all year. Yeah, I really can't explain that. And really, I'm not I'm not worried about what they're doing so much as what we're not doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and that focus and intensity is missing. In an article I wrote pretty recently, I talked about one of the main main issues is is a crisis of leadership. Yeah, the 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 leadership from Brad Stevens in terms of benching players when they're doing just like like stuff that just doesn't belong on a basketball court, like mm-hmm. multiple possessions of hoisting shots yeah. in the first ten seconds of a possession. You just gotta sit when you do that, even if it's just for thirty seconds, even if it's just for two plays. Yeah, it needs to be it needs to be made aware that that is not how we're gonna run the offense, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then like in terms of veteran leadership, like it has his is you know as young of a veteran I guess as as he is. Has, has taken that mantle on, and when he is dealing with what he's dealing with, he can't do that. And there's no one else on this team who has the presence of mind to be able to – I mean, Bradley at least theoretically could step into that role, but he hasn't. And mm-hmm. he's dealing with a lot of the same emotions, I'm imagining, if not, you know, directly, indirectly. Sure, right. Horford, you could, you would think with, with the amount of time he's had in the league and the amount of time he's been in the playoffs, could be that person. And maybe he could, but I mean... Well, from everything I've read, he's he's more of a, uh introvert, lead-by-example 
not he's not the you know he's not going to be the guy to to call people out you know that's that's not him and what he does is facilitate and defend mm-hmm. more than anything right and like that's what he was brought on for like a lot of IT success this year is because of his passing ability and his ability to move the ball with IT away from it but that said everybody disappeared late in the game in both games mhm the lack of effort it's just the emotional thing like i get like it puts you out of sorts but if you're not if you're not going to if you're not going to try let's just put in all of the young kids and let them get blown out and get some experience <laughs> right <laughs> what what i think first and foremost and this is something i'm probably going to write about later today going into the next game they got to shake things up what what do you think who's what the starting lineup how how do they do this well there's a couple of things that I was thinking about for doing this shift. I do think that we're going to see something like this. How we responded to the Hawks last year, moving Jarebko to center, and playing with some really weird lineups. I think we'll see something like that. I don't think we'll see quite the same thing because there's a little bit different of a dynamic going on. There's a lot more mid-range shots going on. And there's there's the problem that even when our bigs do try to box out, they they, they can't deal with, with no Amir. Amir is, is too slow because of his ankles and nobody else on the team other than Zeller, who's too sloppy to compete with his finesse, to, with, with uh, Lopez's finesse. So to me, what we need to do is put for the, for the bulk of the time, we should have our strongest players in front court roles. So, you know, I'm not a big fan of Marcus Smart at the three, but I think that you can get some interesting mismatches by putting out the five. So he, we have kind of like a, almost like a, a Stan Van Gundy kind of a system going mm-hmm. on. Just in this series, I don't think that that would be good, a good matchup for just about anybody else. Amir subbing in. Um, I don't know if you guys have been keeping tabs on Garnett's last season in the league. Typically, they would have him only play significant minutes for one stretch because once, once you're, when you're a big man and your, and your legs start to go, um, yeah. you have, you know, when you're rested and you come into the game, you can, you can perform till you sit. Right. And, and then sit, you, you freeze just up. lose it. Right. So Amir should be subbing. Uh, uh, he can still play good minutes. You know, we can still have him play most of like a good chunk of minutes. I would, I would have him subbing in with Al at the five. Most of Isaiah's rest when Al is on the floor. So that way we have, you know, the distribution split between two people. Maybe Zeller coming in to cover some, some minutes late in the third, uh, just so that we, we keep the size on the floor. But at the four, I would have mostly Jay Crowder with a little bit of Kelly Olynyk, assuming he brings it. If he doesn't, Jarebko can back him up. But I would primarily have Jarebko and Smart with Smart starting at the three, um, just to use their, their their size and strength to create mismatches and draw fouls. AB starting at the two, but keeping him kind of at the at the most thirty minutes with with Rosier picking up big minutes, on um, Rosier Rosier also backing up it a little bit for when. Um, IT isn't on the floor uh, with a good amount of Jalen Brown and, and uh, Gerald Green, depending on who isn't making mistakes on defense. Other than that, I think Brad Stevens needs to keep a short hook. Um, as we've been talking about, I think he needs to like, if, if they come out raging in the first, like they did the last two games and then just start making stupid mistakes. I, as I wrote about in that, that article about Marcus Smart's wonderful gesture that turned into a indictment <laughs> of the whole team, 
I would not be at all upset if he just benches everyone late in the first or early in the second if they start playing like that again. Like the whole starting lineup and just put in the kids and let them play for two minutes. Just to send a message like, hey, if you're not going to do this, these guys yeah. can get some experience. And not necessarily like throw in the towel, but say this is what's going to happen if when you come back in, you don't play to, to your best abilities and use your head. I mean, other than that, just like stick to high percentage shots. Don't rush shots. Don't shoot in transition unless you're Thomas. You know, you know what I noticed too in the um in in the other game, I they got a lot of open looks. They were t- they weren't hitting anything. I, I think the shooting is definitely going to come back around. I, I, they're not going to shoot that poorly again. At least I would hope not. But th- th- they were they some of their looks were really good early in the game. I'm not later in the game. It was a complete mess. But they were they were. You know, then they were trying to win with home run balls the whole time. Early when they got behind. Because in my opinion, like, it's okay to shoot your way out of a slump in the regular season, but we're in a slump, so let's go to the high percentage offense. Right, right. No, exactly, exactly. Take it to the rack. Yep, yep. And, and, and I think they should be running the offense through Horford because he is a great facilitator. Like, you, you want to take the ball inside because you want to attack Lopez. You need to get him in foul trouble, too. He's the biggest, you know, menace in terms of, what, six offensive rebounds on Wednesday, Tuesday, whatever the game was. Yeah, and Bobby Portis is not going to keep having nights like that. No, and neither is, uh, what's the other guys? Oh, my God. Um, the second-round pick, Zipser, right? Was he yeah. a second-round pick this year? Yep. That's insane. So he, he shot six for eight. Lopez isn't going to shoot like that. Eight for twelve. I mean, he was getting some open looks, but he was burying everything. It's nuts. I mean, look at look at what look at what Portis did in game one, and then he came back. He had one shot in the next game. Exactly. You know, that, I mean, this so th- th- these guys are going to come back to earth too. But the 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 way that Rondo's been orchestrating that offense though, and getting everybody looks. Um, someone was talking about, I think it was an article on The Ringer, um, about <laughs> Rondo seems to have our playbook down. I wonder how much of the stuff that Stevens is running, he was running when Rondo was there. And you know that Rondo knew that stuff inside and out, because he always does. Yep. And, I mean, the Celtics the Celtics have a pretty pretty set game with dribble handoffs and they're, 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 they're very predictable and that's just not working to our favor. I think we're going to see some really weird stuff for game three. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Rondo, what do you have? He had five steals on Tuesday. Jimmy Butler had four, that nine right there. And those, those balls, like they were intercepting balls at the top of the key and just getting right off into transition and, and getting easy buckets out of them. Yeah. I can't wait to hear a post-mortem discussion from those guys just to see if there's anything like that going on. I'm sure they'll get, que- excuse me, questioned about it. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. I, I, that would be interesting to see just the, the way I've seen him just jumping passing lanes and stuff like that. I mean, Rondo was always kind of a gambler on defense, even when he was here and kind of did his own thing a lot of times, even when, um, you know, he took a lot of chances, at, but the, you know, it just it just really struck me watching that game how how well he was doing it. So I definitely think they are going to shake something up with the starting lineup. I personally think it's probably going to be Jarebko. We're going to see less of Amir. We'll, maybe we'll see him for a, a good stretch of time. I mean, he played I think 18 minutes in Game One, eight minutes on Tuesday, and the ankles are bad. Do you think that was more of a case that he couldn't do it on Tuesday night or that Brad just saw that he was super, like, just ineffective and wasn't a good fit against the Bulls? 
he's not a good fit against the Bulls, at least not for like I mean, if you remember when he when he plays, he's super effective at the gate. Right. Yeah, then, you're you're right. You're right. Five five or ten minutes of game time passes and mm-hmm. he might as well not be on the floor. Yeah, and and I think too the way the Bulls attacked, they had four offensive rebounds in the first like uh, four minutes of the game. Yeah. Um, I think that was when Brad was saying, "Well, he's not going to be effective now. He's not going to be effective later on either." And that was it. He's, and he's then, and, first, but I mean, when you have a player like that, he can't start. You just yeah. Can't. But now, now one thing I thought was intriguing though, we saw Zeller come out with the starters uh, in the second half. You think that's a possibility that he goes with Zeller instead, based on the size? Uh, it kind of had mixed results. He made a few big plays, but then he had that usual sloppiness that we're used to. For me, the reason why I said I wanted to have Horford at the five, I know he doesn't want to play there and just do it for three or four games. Mm-hmm. We'll be fine. Um, <laughs> just suck it up. <laughs> the, the reason why I say that is because people, we need to draw Lopez away from the basket. From the hoop, yeah. That's that's why I think it's going to be Jurepko and Horford down low. Yep. Uh, and- I tend to agree. Um, the problem, though, is I am not real confident in Jurepko or, or Zeller. They just haven't been playing. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, I have lots of criticism for Brad Stevens in terms of lack of a hook, but I do trust him that there's a reason why they haven't been seeing game time. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think with Jarebko, though, we kind of know what we're going to get. I mean, he's certainly not going to score a ton of points, but generally he's a pretty good, you know, shooter when, when he's open. Good um, defender. And he's he a good defender. He's where he's supposed to be. Um, and and I, I, I think if he, Brad goes to him, it's kind of the sure thing, whereas obviously Zeller would be a, a more of a wild card. Friday night is game three, right? Game four would be Sunday. I think we win game three. Mm-hmm. I think we drop game four. People don't want to hear that, but I think we drop <laughs> game four. I'm going to be optimistic and say that we win the next two. Well, if they can win, if they went back to Boston 3-1 and then won the next game at home, I mean, it's certainly a series again, you know, uh, at 3-2, uh, going into Chicago again, you know, it's going to be a tall order for sure. Yeah, I'm not too excited to think about what might be and definitely not about what has been. <laughs> right. But I'm still optimistic. And, you know, to all you guys who are, are ripping your hair out and saying that Brad should be fired and that, that Danny should be fired and all that stuff, just relax. This is yeah, a 53 yeah. win team. We're in good shape. And you're going for a rebuild. Nobody, It'll be all right. Nobody was was saying that this was a team that was going to challenge for the title, or even realistically, much more than a fringe contender. Some people have pointed out that this team was was you know better better than they might have looked because they they really performed in in, in the clutch, and there's some truth to that. But they also performed really well because they're a good team. Right. They're, they're coached well and they have a lot of young players go down the roster and how many years of playoff experience do we have? Like maybe seven or eight for Horford mm-hmm. uh, and then no more than like two or three for probably anyone else on the team. Right. What do you expect? Yeah. Right. They'll, they'll be all right. And I, I think they'll get themselves back in the series. If they can, they got to take one of these games in Chicago, obviously. And then, 
you know, maybe a couple of wins. If they can win the next game at home, they can certainly make a series out of this. So I'm, I'm not counting them out just yet, but it's going to be tough. Well, we should probably just end it here. Yeah, so, um, yeah, guys, um, don't check out the links at the top of CelticsLife.com. Uh, we got a huge variety of shirts and hoodies in the store. You can even get tickets to the next playoff game under there. Where? Um, under there. Under there? Under the, uh, you know, under our, uh, our our store up there, the heading. Tickets? Tickets, man, tickets. I, I don't think I'm going to remember that. Yeah, well, they're there. And uh, so you can find the, the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Blog Talk Radio, SoundCloud, and MixCloud. Uh, make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, please give us five stars. It helps a lot. Um, if you don't like something or have a suggestion, just let us know. We're trying to bring you the coverage the way you want. The, the coverage you want the way you like it so uh we'll we're gonna get through these next two games and then uh we'll be back with another podcast i on monday i'm sure uh, see where we're at hopefully the celtics are still alive um from myself and uh justin we wish you guys uh, have a good weekend and uh we'll talk to you soon go celtics